It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to the show. We have another week of opinions, experts, open line, wisdom, and hot takes. It's that time to bring together a dynamic duo to help explain the week that was. It's time for The Wrap. Goodbye now. It's over. That's all. Thank you. All right. That's a wrap. It's Friday, and this is The Wrap on the Jazz Joe Hall Show. Thank God it's This week we look at should e-scooter users be forced to buy insurance and when should an artist stop touring? Joining us today is our regular rap panel. Leah Halive is a TV reporter and radio host. And Sarah Daniels is a real estate agent in South Surrey, author and broadcaster. Welcome, ladies. Hey there. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Well, let's start with topic number one. Of course, e-scooters, you see them all over downtown Vancouver. Many communities are also um, uh, approving them uh, in the suburbs as well. Uh, earlier this week, we spoke to Constable Tanya Visenti from the Vancouver uh, Police Department, and they are about to begin an education campaign to educate Vancouverites about proper etiquette and what's right in regards to what the rules are. Uh, e-scooters can travel no faster than 24 kilometers per hour uh, and a variety of other rules that do get broken all the time. Take a listen to some of her comments. Our officers do have discretion and if they do come across somebody that's in a violation of one of these rules then we can um, give them a, a ticket under the Motor Vehicle Act. However, I think right now our main focus is education. Um, we're really trying to get the message out there on what the rules are when it comes to e-scooters. And you will see something from us in the next few weeks uh, on the more educational piece. We're going we're gonna to be putting out more information to really clear the air and really give um, you know, the proper information to the public. Mm-hmm. But I think first and foremost, it's, just, it's best to know that you need to follow the rules just as you were if you were riding a bicycle. Now, it's quite interesting, uh, Tanya Vizantine uh, was, uh, told us in that interview that, look, you can't ride these electric scooters on major streets or the seawall, but anybody who's been on the seawall sees these scooters everywhere. Uh, we had callers, we had one caller saying, look, you see those e-scooters going down Main and Fraser all the time, uh, but they're only supposed to be on minor streets, and I see them here in downtown, and sometimes they're going really fast, even though 24 kilometers is the limit. Uh, Leah, let me start with you first and foremost. What do you think about this? Do you think they should be forced to get um, insurance, just like you buy insurance for your car? Well, I kind of think so because, I mean, I thought of this and I thought, what if you're, you know, your car's parked and an e-scooter comes by and smashes the back of it? I mean, who's paying for that? You know what I mean? You can't exchange information. It's not like they have insurance right now. So, like, who's paying for that? So, I think it's actually probably not a bad idea. I see in Quebec that, Jazz, they allow them on roadways as long as it's under 50 kilometers an hour. Who wants to be behind that? Are you really going to pass a person on an e-scooter? Like, I'm already scared when people are on bikes beside me. I have to go so far around them, right, because I'm worried they're going to trip, and then I'm going to run them over. So I just think that, like, 
they should be, you know, there's got to be some area, even on the sidewalk, they're kind of a hindrance too. But what about kids? How are they going to get insurance? Is it 16 years and then they, then they can ride them? I mean, I don't know. There's just so much to this that I think that I think insurance is good because like I said, if they hit somebody or hit something, at least then you can exchange information. Yeah. Sarah, what about you? Like I'm here at the art gallery after work, uh, you know, I'm walking back to my vehicle and these, some of these, there's not a lot of them, but most of them are, you know, they obey the law. But some of them are just whizzing right by, and it's just people, you know, walking in all directions. I don't even talk about the roadway. I'm talking in front of and behind the art gallery, just whizzing by where there's lots of people, you know, just standing around, hanging out, walking by. And I just shake my head. I go, this takes one of these things. And, and trust me, they're, you know, they're pretty bulky, and they move fast. What, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think they should have insurance? I'm waiting for two people to be standing side by side, suddenly move apart with a piece of fishing line. <laughs> and, you know, but honestly, and, and again, part of me wonders how many of these are stolen. I mean, there's that. Yeah. But, you know, seriously, they, they need to be licensed. I mean, if you're going to be in the down, if you're going to be on a street, really, they should be licensed. When I was a kid, we used to have to license our bikes. We used to have to go to the city of Vancouver and you got a little sticker to put on your bike that said that your bike was licensed. And I mean, you know, it's much like licensing dogs. Did it to say the Sarah? I remember it, seeing the licenses that say Sarah and like the names right on the bikes. What's that? The little license plates, remember, that you could get with your name and yes. put it on there? Well, and that's the thing, thing, right? I mean, you're you're on you're on the road. You're on a scooter. You're you know like standing up. Um, You could be knocked over in a heartbeat. I mean, there should be. I mean, what for IC for ICBC purposes? If you went around the corner and hit a bicyclist or an e-scooter. I mean, a bicyclist, you know, they're following the laws, but a lot of these e-scooter kids are just like, they're zooming through stop signs. They're not obeying the laws. They should be having to obey the same laws that cars do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know, you know, when the, the cities are actually, you know, more and more getting in, into the point where they're uh, allowing them and improving them, where you can actually, you know, rent one for a little while. There's a, you can share it with other residents, kind of like bikes in the downtown core. And they set them up so, you know, if you go outside that vicinity, the, 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 they, can, they can stop you from going. Uh, right. beyond they, a certain it's, limit. It's like the park. Yeah. It's it's like the the shopping carts that have a little buzzer on them. Yeah. But they won't move yeah. after There's a certain a, point. Exactly. There's a geolocator on them. But if you buy one, they cost about fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred dollars. Jill Bennett has one here at CKNW. She'll come into work sometimes from over the Canby Street Bridge, and but oh there God. once again, lots of space. We're able to do so, and she's very responsible. But she brings it right up to her desk. They're great. Uh, but <laughs> they're great if they're used responsibly, and yeah. obviously Jill Bennett exactly. is responsible. I mean, but I had. <laughs> Years ago, I had a like an actual scooter, a 50cc scooter, like a little mini motorbike, as it were. You don't need to get a separate license for that, but I did need to get insurance for it. And I mean, it would only go up to like 65 kilometers an hour, but I'm still, I was still on the road, had to wear a helmet, had to be licensed. So should these scooters. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, coming up next, which fast food chain would you like to see do a wedding package for your wedding? That's next. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, we're speaking to our Friday rap panel, Yeah, Live, and Sarah Dine. Daniels, well, just when you think you saw everything, the universe says, hold my beer. God. Well, uh, after McDonald's mastered the kids' birthday party, they're now setting their sights on, yes, weddings. The fast food chain's Indonesian social media account uh, this week announced that they'll begin offering catering for couples who are tying the knot. The wedding package includes 100 chicken sandwiches oh, and 100... Four piece chicken McNugget orders. Here's a brief report from Global BC. 
McDonald's is officially rolling out wedding catering packages. According to a post on the company's Indonesian Instagram, there are different packages to choose from to suit each couple's needs. One being 100 chicken sandwiches with 100 packs of four-piece chicken McNuggets. Another, called the Basic Happiness Party, includes everything from the invitations, the venue, audio equipment, and food for just over $500. No word yet on these will be if these will be available in other countries. Um, I think it's cool. Look at that picture. Did you see all the bags of a happy face on it? So very cute. Reminds makes the wedding even more joyous. Reminds me of the party that Donald Trump threw a few I remember, years yes, ago for the, the football players. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he just had it catered by McDonald's. Yeah. Big spender. There you go. Two dollars oh, per person is what they'd call. So if you have a hundred people at your wedding, just a it's couple. It's a nice day for a white trash wedding. <laughs> yeah, what do you think of this? Billy why, Idol's song you know, is being repurposed. You know why not? Weddings have gotten way too expensive. Come on, I yeah. mean, if you want yeah. to keep it simple, why not? True. What do you think, Leah? Okay, true, but I'm sorry if my fiance said, "Hey, I have a great idea for a wedding venue, and they've got great food." Guess what? We're not fiancés anymore. Okay, that's it. I'm done. If you're telling me McDonald's is it, I'm out. I'm a vegetarian. They have nothing at McDonald's for me. What am I going to eat? The water? Don't they have like, a salad or something like that? They have one of those salads. No, it's like chicken salad. It's oh. like there's meat in it. So like I'm out already. And I mean, really, if I'm going to wear my nice gown to McDonald's, where it's like grease and fries and kids playing, I, you know, I, I, like I'm no. going to actually argue a little bit in favor of this, but not in favor of it because I have been a bridesmaid 12 times. Okay. Wow. Only well, two of those, and only two of those, I know because I fit the dress. What can I say? Um, <laughs> only two of those marriages have survived. Now, having said that, <laughs> I have noticed in my time of going to weddings through my life is that the most money, the weddings where the most money was spent on the wedding and the reception are usually the first ones to, to hit the dirt. Um, That's actually a really good point, you know, 50% yeah. of couples get people spend all that money on yeah. the wedding and the reception, and that is their focus, and they forgot why they were getting married in the first place, right? So when you see all this stuff that blows up about, like, you know, their first look, and it was like, oh, my God, somebody didn't do this, and somebody, and we're all freaking out about photos and everything, there is a certain beautiful simplicity of this, but having said that, chicken McNuggets in my wedding, I think not. Now, I always said that if I got married, and I, I have been proposed to, but saved all of those guys' lives by saying no. Um, I, I was I always think... like, you know, backyard barbecue, like, you know, like, let's, I, because, and, and my mom always wanted me to be like in the big white dress. And then she said, yeah. but you probably won't get no. married until you're in your 40s and it won't matter anyhow. But honestly, like, I can totally see why people would maybe go for something less okay, expensive. If it's your fifth to your 10th wedding, I agree. But the first yeah, five but, yeah. weddings, you should shell but, out but for, some money. Yeah, I, think. If, but, <laughs> I, I don't think Liz Taylor actually ever made any differential between any of her weddings. But <laughs> no. I, I can I can understand the more casual idea of it. But much like the conversation that Squire had there, I mean, <laughs> Donald Trump with, you know, these poor kids <laughs> that won like a national championship. They're so excited. They're get. going to the White House. They think they're going to have a great meal when the guy brings in, like, you know, Burger King and chicken McNuggets and stuff. Like, what the monkey? Like, I know. The only... Maybe taco time. Ex I like tacos. Ex Maybe taco time. <laughs> you know, the only I, I once had uh, cheeseburgers at a wedding reception, but it was only. Really? It was a, it was a wedding Flyers. reception. No, it was a wedding reception at, at the court here. You can rent a space. It's a beautiful spot. Uh, 
full dinner, but everybody's dancing, having lots of fun. So everybody gets the munchies around midnight. So we did. Yeah. A, we where did the cheap. What was it from? The burgers. It was McDonald's. McDonald's. We oh. did it. They did. They, <laughs> yeah. they the couple planned it. It was really good. You know, formal wow. dinner, the whole bed. But at midnight, you get tired, or sorry, you're hungry because you've been dancing. So they pre-ordered 100, 200 cheeseburgers, and it came in. Boy, they flew. That's I totally tell you, cool. That was That's cool. Totally cool. That was great That's planning. Cool. But not as the main menu. Is, no. Right. Okay. A lot of the people I, I got to say that like a lot of people I know that got married, they always did the afternoon reception. Then people went off afterwards, and I can see like you know in that kind of occasion bringing out burgers at the end of it. But honestly. For the simple fact that now weddings are so expensive, I mean, all these shows about, you know, the actual wedding dresses and the whole lead up. Mm. And and I and I hate to be like the downer here, but like maybe spend some money or some thought on the actual marriage and the person you're marrying, because once it's all said and gone, you're stuck with that person. So, you know, maybe spending some some time and money on counseling prior to getting married and figuring out if this is the right person <laughs> yeah. wouldn't be the worst thing that you ever know, happened. Do, do you put a coonie in an envelope then? Is that what yeah, the gift I, is? I would <laughs> never do that. I would never. Though at one wedding that did not last, that I was a bridesmaid at, I got to tell you this, uh-huh. the, the couple registered for like everything super expensive and the poor groom, mm. God bless him, he was like, you know, just kind of like going along with it. And you know what I gave them for their wedding? I gave them a, a Nintendo set. And he was so oh. happy. He said to me, Sarah, you're the only person that bought something <laughs> that I actually wanted. <laughs> the, the marriage lasted about five, six years. So there you go. Yeah. And I was a bridesmaid at that sure. one, too. <laughs> Leah, Sarah, thank you. You're Have welcome. A right. Have a great weekend, you guys. Have a great weekend, guys. That's Leah Halab. She's a TV reporter and radio host. And of course, Sarah Daniels, a real estate agent in South Surrey. She's an author and broadcaster. There are Friday wrap panels.